Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Weekday Devotion. This is Pastor Daniel. And today we're going to be continuing in Daniel chapter 5. And today we'll be looking at verses 10 through 12. So we've seen so far, we've met King Belshazzar throwing a party for himself, uh, thinking he's all safe while he's inside of what he thinks is an unconquerable city, while outside his gates lies the enemy, the Medo-Persian army, waiting to do siege warfare and to invade the city somehow. Well, in the midst of his partying and throwing himself uh, some glorious uh, accolades, we see this hand appear and write on the wall, and it changes the entire mood and atmosphere of that party to one going from drinking, being merry, being oblivious to danger, to one being of sober fear, dread, and wonder. Let's see other reactions today. Verse 10, the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers, because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Gotta love our wives. They just come to the rescue so much. Well, here this queen, she notices her husband's fear, In fact, as we read yesterday, we didn't unpack this, but as the hand was writing on the wall and King Belshazzar saw it, it says his color changed, his thoughts alarmed him, his limbs gave way and his knees knocked together. And interestingly, his limbs gave way. That phrase in the original Hebrew really means his his loins were loosed and could be different interpretations. Yes, limbs giving way, but it could also mean he lost control of his bowels and he had an accident, uh, a bathroom accident. So his fear was very noticeable. So the queen notices his fear, comes to his aid, wanting to help. She's a good wife. And she comes in there and she encourages him about Daniel. So notice, now Daniel is not a young man anymore. So if you do your timeline, this is roughly the year 536 B.C. Daniel was taken into captivity in about 606 B.C. So there had been 70 years roughly that had passed from the time Daniel left Jerusalem. And he most likely left Jerusalem as a teenager. So he's roughly 85 years old. So Daniel's not in his prime. He's not a young man. He probably doesn't have a lot of energy. But... He is still known, remembered for one thing, being a godly man, a man whom in the spirit of the gods, an excellent spirit, he's got a very good reputation. You know, like a lot of times, we don't value a reputation enough. You know, Proverbs talks about how a good name is worth more than gold and silver. You know, there's just a power, there's a something precious about a good name. Of course, in the Ten Commandments, we're told to remember uh, the Lord and, and honor him and don't take his name in vain. There's a great honor that's supposed to be attached to your name. 
especially if you're a follower of Jesus, because your name reflects upon the name. How we live reflects upon God. And so what is your reputation like? You know, if someone were to come in and interview your coworkers or your classmates or your neighbors or some of your family members, extended family members, and they ask them, hey, tell me, what is Daniel like? Or what is Bob like? What is Jane like? You know, what do, what do they do? What do they stand for? What would they say? Are you known for your faith? Are you known for being a person of integrity? Are you known as a person who, like Daniel, has an excellent spirit within him? Would they say things like, you know, he just makes this a better place, or she just lightens up this place with her joy, or she's a, such an encouragement, or I can always count on him to make wise decisions, or I can always count on her to be supportive and encouraging in what we're doing. Or do they get, would they hear things like, you know, he's just such a problem, or she's such a complainer, or, you know, he's just never happy, it's never enough. Or, you know, she, she's just kind of toxic. She, she just complains and gossips. What would be your reputation? What is your reputation in your family? What's your reputation at the workplace? What's your reputation in your neighborhood? Are you one of those that just drive in, open your garage door, and then shut it? Or do you engage your neighbors to show them the love of Jesus? Do you look for opportunities to serve your neighbors? Are you a good friend? Are you reliable? Are you trustworthy? Are you selfless? Are you, do you have a servant's heart? Our reputation really matters. You know, in Acts chapter 1, right before Jesus ascends to be with the Father, he's having a conversation with the disciples, and he says, but you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. Our witness is super important. And it's not just our witness when we talk to someone about the gospel. It's our witness, how we live. Our witness is who people see us as and what they think of us in our lifestyle, our values, convictions, and decisions. So what's your reputation? A good name is more precious than gold or silver. Daniel had that good name. What about you? I pray that you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.